Thank you so much for listening to this audio narration of Echoes of the Holograph. My name is Elder Basic, and this is Story 3, Durandal. It was impossible to get a good night's sleep living next to the town smithy. Most nights, it was that damn incessant braying of metal hitting metal that kept me awake. It's all I could hear made even worse by the fact that I was blind. The sound of mice scampering in the walls accompanied by the clanging of the smith's hammer was the annoying symphony of my night. I cleaned my pots and pans with my old wire sponge, and I felt the caked lamb and soggy bread burned on the metal with my fingers. My beard was long and scraggly. I couldn't see, so I couldn't shave. Irony. I gently felt the edge of my old table, the splintered wood that my old mentor laboriously sawed, and my head was instantly filled with thoughts of her. I hadn't felt her in many years, but I never forgot her smell. Acrylic. She loved to paint. She was a nomad at heart, and left the old city when she felt her work with me was done. I could almost feel the colors she burned onto my arm with ink one night over stories and campfire. I missed her. She taught me how to hold a blade, put on my armor so that I didn't pinch my skin, and how to be a man. The first time we made love, it was like I could see for the first time. I felt the cracks of her aged face in the shape of her hips. That was a long time ago. My memory of it transparent and misshapen, like water messily rushing over an easel. I eventually led my life in pursuit of becoming a knight for my king's army. After many years of grueling training, I succeeded in my ambition. It didn't mean much other than giving me the agency and the right to slaughter I chose fit on the field of battle, so long as the enemy was wearing a different brand of armor. I used the rhythms of battle and the sounds of men and women dying around me as the musical cacophony to my life. As a blind man, time and sound were critical. Most battles only lasted eight minutes. Apparently, the smithy was a narcoleptic. Frustration overtook me. I recalled the town priest bellowing about the Battle of Yonkers and Saints tomorrow, of which I would have to take part. It would be a pivotal turning point for our small country. We could regain our independence after the long rule of our faraway monarch. The air carried the stench of manure and cow's blood the night before I went into battle. The butcher down the street was hard at work. The worn iron on my sword's hilt was beginning to rust. It felt like grains of wood and had a rough feel to it. I named my sword Durandal. Duran was my old mentor's name, and... Dull meant weapon in the old tongue. Four feet long, sharp as a hawk's talon. I have had it in my possession for so many years. I felt a kinship with the sword itself and it never left my side. The blade's base was wrapped in red silk and fastened to my own arm. Battle or bed, it was with me. Sometimes I would think what I must have looked like during battle. It's not every day the enemy sees a towering man with a probably ugly beard lumbering towards them with a long sword glittering over his head. I was born blind, but it didn't deter me from a life of warfare. My first battle as a child was just about as terrifying as anything you could imagine. I learned the patterns in the soil and the rumplings of the mud in battle. I rose out of the mud, a small boy with a six-inch knife in hand. I cut a grown man and I spilled his blood on my face. That was the first time I smelled it. Iron wafting past my nose. 
I remember cutting my cheek as I hastily rubbed the blood off me. Knife still in hand, and my chainmail digging into my skin as I panicked. It was then that I felt this foreign energy in the darkness, like a static flame that danced around me. In the darkness of my eyes I saw tiny sparks of color scattering in the wind, paint on an easel, gone as fast as it had come. As I grew, I found release in war, the gong of battle sounding from the cathedral. I was 37 years old, a little fat, but also big and strong. I wasn't special, just very large. The sun hissed and baked the earth as we marched onto the open plain. Boots digging into mud, swords dragging and carving a beeline through the grass. There were probably about a hundred or so of us, all of the king's knights marching towards another king's knights. We were all just destined to die that day, all but me. We stopped our march as the silhouettes of men appeared over the hill in front of us. Our general or commander, or whatever his title was, yelled out that the enemy foot soldiers were near. They had archers, knights on horses, and pikemen. We were a resilient battalion of swordsmen, grax grinders, blacksmiths, and women who had joined their husbands on the front line. I nervously massaged the links of my water sack on my hip as I walked onward. A man next to me yelled something about the king and started to sing a song resembling my country's anthem, probably in broken Scottish. It was at this moment the pace picked up and we came to a jog. A huffing flock of men came charging at us with the same purpose in mind. Victory awaits. I ran with my illusion until I crashed into a man from the opposition. I could almost feel his hot breath. It smelled like he had eaten lamb that morning. His muscles bulged as I dug Durandal into his gut. How could he have known that lamb was to be his final meal? The force of my blade digging into his stomach made me queasy. It slid into his belly calmly and slowly. He fell to his knees and tried to grab my arm. I could always feel the heat of a dying man's eyes, kind of like how you know when someone is looking at you even though you aren't looking at them. Warriors love to make eye contact at the end of their life, the last intimacy of death. I swung my blade from side to side. Dirt from my comrades, struggles, kicked into the air and made its way into my mouth. I could smell metal and iron and hear the hiss of arrows. Chaos was in the air. I felt the long sting of an arrow going into my upper back, and then another in my chest, where my heart was. This was it. This was death. But just then, I felt a crack in the earth beneath me, and finally, the heat of electricity overtook me as fire bellowed out from under me in the shape of a cone. If you were to ask onlookers, they would have described it as devil work. They would recount how red lightning submerged my left arm and blue light on my right. My eyelids opened and closed and I could see, and I could finally see shapes outlined with glowing wire filled my view. The technicolor light filled my vision and I was able to see the soldiers around me while swinging and dodging sword and arrow. I saw the outline of a dead woman at my feet, skewered by a blade. Her face rippled with agony in her last moments. I removed the arrows from my body and hastily swung at a man near me. Every connect of my blade, my sword bellowed thunder. 
The lightning from my body serpentined out and into my enemies as my blade's edge hit with such force that it made them fly into the air. The chaos of the fight was laid bare in front of me. The only swords were the clanging of sword and shield and the yelling of people. Scared people. I finally lowered my durandal and looked up to see an unnatural sight in the distance. A dark, unnaturally black fire began to overtake the horizon of battle. The blaze caked the horizon from side to side, twenty feet high. It burned trees and overtook the men and women fighting with their swords and shields. They grabbed their helmets in anguish as the fire overtook them, engulfing them in flames. I could hear their screams from hundreds of feet away. My boots sank in the dirt as I gripped my durandal. The earth began to shake rhythmically, and while I could barely see over the hill, I knew something was coming. Something evil. Out of the smoke emerged a massive, seemingly callous entity. The hulking creature walked slowly across the plain towards the field of war. Its hollow, fuming eyes locked on me. It gripped my sword's hilt, now soaked with sweat and fear. The hard skin on its body was like snaking tree trunks enveloping its chest, legs, and arms. I had fought powerful men, but this towering obelisk was something else entirely. Its curved pauldron seemed to be six feet wide, and gray smoke billowed from the cracks in its gray and granite-stained helm. It dragged a monstrous blade on the grass behind, and from its edge came fire that began to light the field of flame. It was close now. The flame from the creature began life as blue and transformed into fire of black as it jettisoned into the sky, covering the sun with plumes of the void. The gargantuan knight's size was apparent as it finally stood in front of me, its shadow covering my entire body. The lightning storm of red and blue danced violently around my arms, as if the energy itself sensed what was near. Little orbs of red and blue energy started covering my body, and they would pop, releasing tiny storms of light. The small explosions of this energy and the following smell of my arm hair filled the air. I grunted and held my durandal in front of me. My knees bent forward, my sword's hilt diagonally across my face with its blade pointed at the dark night in front of me. The red and blue lighting covering my body started to take the shape of flame and wrap my sword in its unearthly energy. The energy itself reacted to this night of dark fire. My eyebrows furrowed as I began to realize that this was a battle beyond my mortal plane. I was terrified, but something whispered at me, something in a language I did not know or understand. Not sound, but rather hieroglyphs in my head. There was no fear anymore, and I knew what I had to do. My boots propelled me forward, and the blade of my shining Durandal met the call shape of this Knight of Dark Flames chest piece. Its armor did not crack as I would have hoped. The Knight of Dark Flames snorted. Smoke spilled from the orifices of his helmet where his mouth and eyes would have been. Eyes unseen. Just smoke. It grabbed my arm, twisted it until it broke, and threw me asunder as my back made contact with a nearby oak tree. I coughed, and blood escaped my lips. I stared at this creature, and in the moments before I stood again, it spoke in a gravelly, unearthly tone. Warrior of the Holograph, this is your last day, it growled. I hope you meant it well. I am the Broad Knight, and this is the end of your strain of light in this realm. I dug my blade's tip into the ground and used it to pull myself upward. 
My useless left arm felt heavy with pain and broken from where the night had broken it. The field was silent. The broad night roared and charged at me. Fire flew around us both as its body collided with mine. Its armor dug deep into my chest, and the heat of its helmet burned my mouth and cheeks. My unbroken arm grew hot, and I found myself putting my palm against the broad knight's chest. Lightning exploded from my fingertips, and the demonic knight flew back in agony. Its armor broke apart where I had struck, revealing pale skin. The broad knight gripped its chest and attempted to stare deeply into my eyes, as all men do. I smiled and stood on my feet. My messy beard swayed in the wind as the grass below me was soaked with the blood from my arm. The broad knight screamed into the sky. The noise that erupted from the void where his mouth was was terrifying. Dust rose from the black knight's feet. A seemingly magnetic power flowed from its legs, arms, and entire body. It was an intimidating sight, but not as intimidating as when it ran at me with full speed, and one of my knees gave out finally. I sank to the ground. The broad knight was only feet away now. Its blade raised triumphantly over its shoulders, ready to cut down mountains. I felt its heat, and shuddered at the idea of death coming for me. It was on one knee with a useless arm, completely destroyed armor, and a severe headache that made my eyes feel as if they were going to spill out of their holes. And then, I felt it. Plumes of dirt and rock popped and danced around me, and a tornado of blue and red enveloped my body. The cyclone of color surrounding me shot into the sky as far as anyone could see. I imagine it cut a few clouds on its ascent. It widened and eventually came to a laser-focused point. The broad knight was still moving towards me, but very slowly, as if he was trudging through mud. My eyes flashed white, and the storm of color focused onto Durandal. My weapon glowed with the technicolor fury of an easel on fire, and I swung at the broad knight with all my strength. Devilish knight's armor cracked in half. Smoke, blood, and fire exploded from, from the cut as the knight fell on its knees and eventually, face first, onto the burnt grass. The red and blue electricity that covered my body started to vanish. It crept out of my veins and spilled onto the earth. The hieroglyphs filled my head again even though I couldn't understand them. Durandal fell out of my hands and my armor suddenly felt much heavier than it did that morning. I fell down face first, and electricity left my body like snakes fleeing a flood. My eyes closed, and my last thoughts were of her. Background Music by El Scavone, reading by me, book written by me, introductory song, and ending theme by Brandon Moss. Echoes of the Holograph, it's available for purchase on Amazon. You can either get the paperback or the Kindle version, whichever makes the most sense for you. Take care, guys.